Good evening. Welcome to Dana Hamilton Unleashed. I'm so glad that you came in to be with me tonight. You could have been anywhere else, but here you are. And you're coming in tonight on my birthday. I am celebrating 39 years young, October 6, 1981. So for any of you that are still in your 30s, please know you're still young. We're still young. So I haven't reached 40 yet, so I'm not quite to the big 4-0. But I am so thankful to be living in my truth, to be living free today, and to be embracing all that God has for me. I can't wait to share the message that I have for uh, all of you tonight from my heart. I'm so excited to go right into it. Um, But, you know, I just, I got to thinking today about my life and all the things that I've been through and all the things that I've overcame. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about, like, the many years that I walked around almost feel like I was sleepwalking and I was not awake to truth. I wasn't even awake to my own truth. Um, I wasn't aware of what was going on around me. I wasn't aware of what was happening inside of me. I wasn't aware of what God was doing in the midst of the storms. And now, you know, God has brought me to a place to where I realize that even in the storms, even in the things that we don't understand, man, God has a divine purpose in it. And so many of us want to run from the storms of our life. We want to run from the hard times. We want to run from those things that are uncomfortable. But actually, when we embrace those things, there is so much depth and so many things to be learned in those experiences that ultimately help us to transform and to grow. And like, we never stop growing. We never just like suddenly arrive and say like, Hey, I've got it all together. Like it just doesn't work that way. It's a process. It's a constant process and self evaluation of where are you and what does it look like in your life? And you know, how are you showing up in life? How are you showing up in every, every area of your life? And I think that it just comes down to us being super real with ourselves and really super real with God because God already knows us anyway. God already knows our positive traits, our negative traits. God knows it all. And so freedom looks like surrender. You know, when you just surrender and say, God, you can have all of me. Just have all of me. And, you know, for many years, many, many, many years, I did not live a life of surrender. I lived a life of what Dana wanted. I lived a life of what Dana thought would be awesome, you know, and though it's great to have our own creative minds and, you know, God created us. So God put that creative mind in you and it's great to come up with our own inventions and do all these wonderful things. But If we're not being led by the Spirit of God in our life, then we will sometimes begin to live life very selfishly and not even realizing that in that we are hurting ourselves. We are keeping ourselves from embracing a free life, sold out, surrendered to the process that God wants us to be in every day. You know, every day it's a process. Every day is a constant um, surrender. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you have a choice to be happy that day or to be angry. You know, when we wake up in the morning, we have a choice to be free or to be bound. When we wake up in the morning, we have a choice 
to make it a, a positive day or we have a choice to bask in negativity. And it doesn't really matter how we woke up, right? I mean, we could have woke up to kids screaming. We could have woke up to, I don't know, the bathrooms flooding, whatever it is. And yes, those are difficult things to have to deal with. But at the end of the day, it's still a choice. You know, how am I going to respond to life situations? How am I going to respond to those people who hurt me? How am I going to respond to the things that I don't understand about this life? How am I going to respond to the pain that I felt in my heart? You know, how are we going to respond? And I think that surrender looks like, listen, I don't have it all together. I'm not perfect, but God, I know that you are. And God, I just give you all of me so that you can continue to reinvent me, redefine me, refine me. Um, you are the potter and I am the clay. You know, it is that surrender that brings you to a place within yourself that you realize you're really not driving this thing. God has always been driving it. And you're just coming into the awareness of it and understanding that like literally God created you. And so therefore God is the driver of your life. God is in the driver's seat. And oftentimes we are so scared to let go of the wheel that we begin to wreck our lives. We begin to go in ditches <laughs> We begin to roll through stoplights that are red. God's telling us not to do it, but we roll through it anyway. And then we wonder why we're in a collision, you know, and, and I'm using that a little bit, um, a little bit metaphorically, but at the end of the day, you know, just think about it. So many times in our lives, we have created so many wrecks and collisions because we simply didn't listen to what God was trying to tell us all along. We just didn't listen. We wanted to do what we wanted to do. We wanted to be selfish. And in that, we kept having collisions. We kept going around the same circles. We kept making the same mistakes. We kept falling flat on our face over and over and over again. And it's okay to make mistakes and fall flat on your face. You know, we learn from those things and we move on. But when you're constantly finding yourself going around the same circles that you've never grown from, when you keep making the same mistakes over and over in your life, when you keep finding yourself bound and shackled up to things that you thought you were already free from because you are still holding on to those things instead of letting go and saying, God, I give them all to you. Then it's like a constant struggle and battle for freedom. And so when I say I'm so thankful this year to be walking in freedom, that doesn't mean that I don't still have bad days occur. It doesn't mean that I won't still find myself in bad situations. It doesn't mean that I won't still be faced with difficult times in my life. But I found a new freedom in which I don't live according to my feelings I don't live according to the circumstances. I don't live according to other people's motives and agendas. I don't live according to other people's opinions. I live according to the Spirit of God that dwells within me that reminds me daily that I have a choice. And I have a choice to live or die. I have a choice to thrive 
or to be held back. I have a choice to smile or to be depressed. You know, we have a choice. I have a choice to be filled with anxiety or a choice to walk in God's peace. And so I was doing some research and in Webster's Dictionary, the definition of freedom is the power or right to act, speak, think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. And then the second piece to that is it's a state of not being imprisoned or slaved. And so I went and researched the Bible because I was just curious how they would line up. And I found in 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And then I found John 8.32, you will know the truth and the truth, that's what sets us free. And so I began thinking about that. And when you're thinking about the Lord is the spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So naturally, if the spirit of the Lord is not present, is not present, excuse me, if it's not present, then you find yourself really in bondage. You find yourself really feeling restrained, feeling um, imprisoned, enslaved. And so it's so crazy that Webster's Dictionary would say that. And then whenever I look in the Bible, it's very similar. So we have to ask ourselves the question, like, are we making space for the Spirit of the Lord in our life? Are we making space for the Spirit of God? Are we actually making space for that? Are we... Are we inviting God's spirit into our life? Because where that spirit is, there is freedom. So if we don't invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, if we don't invite God's spirit into our life, then oftentimes we get stuck and we almost feel restrained by the world's expectations and by what everybody else wants us to be and the days of the world and the those of the world and, you know, what this person wants, what that person wants, this one's opinion, that one's opinion. And if you go a little further and a little deeper in John eight thirty two, when it says you will know the truth and the truth, that's what sets us free. So when I go back to Webster's dictionary and it says, it's a state of not being imprisoned or slaved. And the beauty of God is, I can tell you about all the lies of the world. I can tell you about all the times the world's let me down. I can tell you about all the things that this world has offered me that has not been good. But I can't tell you one thing about God that is bad. God is good and God's mercies endure forever. And in God, there's freedom and there's a fullness of joy. I always stand on the scripture. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. But how do we acknowledge him? How do we invite him into our life? How do we acknowledge him 
Because it says, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Then if we go back to the Lord is the spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But again, we have to invite the spirit of the Lord into our life. We have to invite the spirit of the Lord into every aspect of our life. And what happens is once we do that, we begin to understand what it's like to not lean on our own understanding, but to begin to acknowledge God because why? Because the spirit of the Lord is in our life. And so we're beginning to experience this uncommon freedom that when all the world is in turmoil, somehow we're still at peace. When everything looks doom and gloom, somehow we still have joy. When everything is in shambles, somehow we still feel put together. And it's not because we're perfect and it's not because, you know, we're better than anyone. But it's because when you begin to focus on the right things in your life and you begin to focus on the maker, the creator that created you, and you begin to go deep and seek that out. God says, if you seek me, you'll find me. God says, if you knock, it'll be open. But many don't seek and many don't knock. Why? Because they've never experienced the true freedom of God. Because once you experience that freedom, man, you will never want to quit seeking God. You will never want to quit knocking. Because you realize that the more you seek, the more the door opens. The more you put God first in your life, the more blessings flow. The more you make yourself available to God, the more God works in your life. The more you see God, the higher God elevates you in your life. And you become to be you become begin to be like an eagle that just soars over everything and anything that could ever try to harm you. Because God's promises are real. They're yes and amen. You know, someone once said, well, freedom, aren't we all trying to achieve freedom? And that was a good question. And the truth is, yes, we all, I think, have a desire to want to be free. But what people don't understand is when you say you're walking in freedom, it doesn't mean that you'll never feel another emotion. It doesn't mean that you won't feel moments of anger. It doesn't mean that you won't feel moments of uh, hurt or pain. But man, what it does mean is you realize that you have the power and the right to act, speak, think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Now, watch this. That's Webster's definition of freedom. The flip side of that is, yes, God does give us freedom. But the beauty about God is that God wants none of us to be imprisoned or enslaved. So therefore, sometimes, though we have the power or right, because God gives us the right of choice, and God wants us 
to take, you know, the reins in our life. God wants us to, you know, hold ourselves accountable in our lives. You know, a lot of people almost blame God and blame the devil at the same time for all the different things that they're going through in their life. When really God's given us the power of choice and God has given us a power and authority, right? To come against anything that would not align with our life, to put us on a path of freedom. So the beauty about the Webster's Dictionary version of freedom is though God says, be free. And Jesus said, he that is set free is free indeed. But the beauty is God is so full of wisdom that God knows that though Webster's Dictionary says that one can do whatever they want, speak however they want, think however they want with no hindrance or restraint, God does limit us in some ways in our life from speaking and doing everything and anything that we want. Why? Because God loves us so much that he knows the downside to some of those choices. He knows and he already knew before Jesus even arrived on this earth that we would need someone like Jesus to show us what it was like to walk in freedom. But in walking in freedom, to be able to discern when to speak, when to be quiet. You know, when a battle is needed to be fought and when it, it needs to be surrendered. So the beauty of God is, though He gives us freedom, He also gives us discernment. Though He gives us freedom, He also requires us to be separate and to step away from things that would discombobulate our life, that would fracture our life, that would keep us from the best in our life. And you know, I believe that the freedom that God gives us is a pathway to peace. That even in the midst of the worst storms of our life, we would still have peace. I'm reminded of Jesus when he tried to get Peter to walk on water. And Peter was doing an outstanding job walking freely on the water until he took his eyes off of his maker and he began to stumble. And he began to feel enslaved and entrapped again to his own fear. And it went from looking like freedom to looking like bondage. Just within a second. Why? Because Peter chose to focus on his fear more than focusing on Jesus, his creator, the fearless one the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus was supposed to be Peter's everything. And he knew 
he could trust Jesus. But he still took his eyes off of that and began to focus on the fear that he was feeling. And it's almost like he sacrificed that beautiful moment of freedom for that one second moment of fear. And I imagine Peter felt really stupid after that. Like, why did I do that? Why did I trade my freedom for fear? You know, why do we trade freedom for what other people think about us? Why do we trade freedom for bad relationships? Why do we trade freedom for selfishness? Like, why do we do that? Why? And the answer to that is oftentimes there's something that we have not dealt with or something that is missing on the inside of us that keeps us from making the choice to walk freely versus walking bound, to walk freely versus walking tormented. You know, we have to choose. We have to choose, but unfortunately, sometimes there are things inside of us that are going on. And a lot of times I think that they're linked to our childhood and our upbringing, things that we just never truly healed from, things that we never truly surrendered to God and let go of. And so therefore, we're trying our best to walk in freedom. But it really looks like Peter on the water. And some people, it looks like that every day of your life. Where you're up, you're down. You're up, you're down. You're up, you're down. And I've been there. I've been there where I was so up and down. I felt like a whole split personality. <laughs> and no, I'm not diagnosed with it. But, you know, that's what it felt like. Because it was like, why is my spiritual life so all over the place? And the answer was, I wasn't willing to truly heal and surrender to God. And just say, look, I don't have all the answers. I didn't want to admit that there was still healing that I needed on the inside. But y'all, this pandemic year literally has changed my life. And it has taken me to places that I never thought I could go. It has elevated me to places that I never thought I could feel. It has set me free in ways that I never thought was possible. And I am truly walking in the awareness and the awakening to freedom that I've never felt before. And my relationship with Jesus is on a whole different level. The blessings upon blessings that I continue to experience in my life, I can't begin to tell you. It would take three more podcasts to tell you about all the blessings that's happened just in this year. But it wasn't because... I was so wonderful or special, though I know God loves me and I am special to God. But it wasn't that. It was my choice to surrender. It was my choice to surrender every day. And it's still my choice to surrender each day, every day. You know, when you find yourself feeling past pain and past trauma or past things that's, came, that's happened in your life that comes up. When you feel those things, don't overlook them. Don't discount them. Don't go grab another beer. Don't run to drugs. 
You know, so many people want to mask what they're feeling because they just don't want to feel it. I had a lady um, for my pre-birthday weekend celebration this past Friday night. I had a lady walk up to my friend and I's table where we were eating at. And she cried out for freedom. And this is what freedom will do for your life. It'll have you sitting there eating dinner, minding your own business, enjoying your pre-birthday weekend dinner with a very dear friend. And freedom looks like this. Someone coming over and sitting down beside of you and pleading with you to help her be free because she can simply see the freedom on you. She can see the God on you. She can see that there is something different. So therefore, she also wants to experience that. And I had that happen on Friday night. It was life-changing for her. And it was also life-changing for me. And all I could think about was, if this had been a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, I don't know that things would have went down like that. And though people have always been drawn to me in my life, I know the Spirit of God does dwell within me, and I, and I do have that light about me, and I know that. But even though I had the light about me, and even though the Spirit of God dwelled within me, because I kept trading the Spirit of God for Dana's wants, I kept trading the Spirit of God, which again is where freedom is, for the things of this world. I wasn't really choosing every day to die to myself and to be elevated with Christ. I wasn't choosing to die to myself and my needs and my wants and be used in the way that God wanted to use me. So it was just an amazing night where I look back on Saturday and Sunday. I look back on Friday night and I'm like, it's just so crazy that that person watched me and watched my friend and I sitting there having a conversation, enjoying our meal, and walked up to both of us and said, I couldn't help but to come over here. Like, and then proceeded to talk about how she needed to be free. And see, God is so awesome in the way that He speaks to us that He's been speaking freedom, freedom, freedom to me for months, that He has taken me to a new place of freedom with Him. To where I can literally pursue everything he has called me to without fear, without fear of people's opinions, without fear of what people will think of me, and that I can embrace every part of myself freely because God has given me the choice to embrace his freedom because his spirit lives within me. And it's my choice to embrace that freedom every single day of my life. And when you choose to embrace freedom, man, you begin to transform in ways that doesn't make sense. It's like this. Transformation isn't sweet and bright 
everyone thinks that it's supposed to be this easy thing, and it's not. Transformation is really hard. It's really hard. But it will bring you to a place in your life that is just so amazing and so rich and so genuine and so raw and so transparent and really powerful. But transformation, it's not a sweet and bright thing. It's actually really dark and it's murky and it can be very painful. It's pushing because why? It's pushing you to be better. It's unraveling. It unravels all of the untruths that you carried around in your body, in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit. Maybe it was things that people taught you. Maybe it was things that you fed into. But it unravels all of that. And then it forces you to face you, to face your own inner struggles, to face the darkness that may still reside in you. It's literally an uprooting before the replant. It's the death before the rebirth. And it's literally the difference between leashed and unleashed. So I'm telling you, I am so thankful at 39 years old that I feel and I know in my heart that I have gotten to a place with God where I am beginning to understand how God works and what this life of freedom should look like and that it really starts with me and it really starts with you and it's really a choice. It's a daily choice. And I say this with the biggest smile on my face. Freedom is my choice, my only choice going forward. And I will never, ever trade my freedom for the counterfeits and the counterfeit lifestyle this world tries to get us to live. I will never trade my freedom for that ever again. And I'm challenging each and every one of you, like, man, if you're tired, see, you have to get to a point to where you're just really done, done. You're really just really done, done with the same circles, the same merry-go-round, the same mistakes over and over and over again, never learning, never growing, you know, you have to become really done, done with all the untruths and begin to find the truth and really begin to face you and understand that, man, the process isn't easy, but man, it's beautiful. And you will be so free, 
on the other side. See, the beauty and process is that it's constant. But if it wasn't constant, then we would never become the beautiful butterfly, the beautiful flower, the beautiful being that we are called to be. See, there's a process that's like a a flower that comes back every year. It must die before it can be rebirthed. And so just understand that the process is not easy. But man, the freedom that you will feel is worth every moment of the process. It's worth every tear it's worth every, every growing pain because it's ultimately bringing you to a place in your life that you never thought was possible where your smile is genuine, your eyes are clear, your heart is open, your mind is renewed, and your soul is healed. I love you all so much. I hope you all have a wonderful night. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming in and being a part of this tonight. On my birthday, 39 years young. And I look forward to walking out the rest of my life with a freedom walk and a warrior battle cry for my spirit. For all of you to also begin to walk in freedom. Love you all. Have a blessed night. Peace.